So we're going to read um, from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 11. And if you're following the Pew Bible, it's on page 1156. That's 1156. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Kephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as of one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed, and this is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. We ask, Lord, as always, you are waiting for us to call on to you, and we call on you now to be with us at this special evening. And may I speak in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen, 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 amen. Right. The gospel of grace. The question I will start with is, do you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Good. Good. That's what, then my work is done. <laughs> yes, you see, all of us at the moment sitting down here, there is that pump, heart pumping, the living, life-living blood into every part of our body. Did you know that? We don't know it, isn't it? But there... He put the first slide down. And the resurrection of Jesus is that the gospel life, the gospel life to our soul. Is that gospel life in our souls? There is a lot to focus about on Jesus. In our teaching, we, we teach 
very little on the death and the resurrection of Christ. Do you? I don't, actually. <laughs> very little about the resurrection and the death of Christ. We certainly, though, do proclaim the death of Christ whenever we partake the Lord's Supper without knowing it, but we are doing it. The Lord's Supper helps us. Although sometimes many of us doesn't really know why. We just eat the Lord's Supper, so we go for it. We don't know why. But I want this evening that we see the importance of the resurrection. Because if we don't believe it at all, then we have failed. I know that the first century Christians did not partake the Lord's Supper on a Thursday or on a Friday because these were the days of betrayals, the days of arrest, the days of death of Jesus Christ. Neither did they take the Lord's Supper on a Saturday because Jesus was still in the tomb. But they took the Lord's Supper and remembered their Lord on the first day of the week, the day of the resurrection that we call Sunday. Like today, the day of the resurrection. So each time you come to church on a Sunday, know that I am on the resurrection day. The resurrection itself is the heart of the gospel. And I believe we must say it forcefully. The gospel is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. When Apostle Paul preached in the book of Acts 23, he said that he, he, he is being tried because of his hope in the resurrection of the dead. The resurrection is central to the gospel that Paul preached and spent his time, a little bit portion of his time in his letter, teaching about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what it means to the world, especially to our world today. I don't know whether you guys listened to the, bishop, uh, the Archbishop uh, uh, Justin this morning was talking about the resurrection and what is going on in our political situation. It is contrary to what Jesus said. After washing the feet of his disciples, he said, go now, do exactly as I've done to you. But first of all, love one another as yourself. But then you will say, okay, what is the evidence what is this truth of the gospel that you say is very important? I think there's a problem with the slide. Okay, the second slide, please. What's the truth of this? Paul say, the gospel is where we stand. Now, I would want to remind you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you all fast to the words you hear, but otherwise, your belief is in vain. Your belief is in vain. It's challenging, isn't it? I've heard about this several times 
but sometimes my action doesn't really relate to what, to what the Scripture tells me. Now, Paul was writing to the Corinthians because there was a kind of a struggle, kind of spiritual warfare going within themselves. The church, the Christian was absolutely, they had absolutely lost their focus, their focus. They were divided, divided even within the church, even in the same building. Those who believe that are Apollo is great, they will sit on one side. Those who believe that Paul is great, they sit on one side. Those who believe that Aquilas is great, they sit on one side. Everybody was dividing. Then Paul was fed up with it. He was fed up with them. Corinthian is a place where so many things happen. I think they gave Paul a headache. So he was fed up with them. He said, look, I want you, I want to remind you of the gospel that I have preached to you, which you received, that you are standing on it, and by which you were being saved. Paul declares that they had received the gospel. They were to stand in that gospel, and they were being saved through this same gospel. And they have to hold on to it. Yes, the wind, the wind of life blows every single day. Some of them are tough and difficult. Some of them blows us away. But the gospel is a place where we can hang on to. For those of you who travel so much in, in a train or in a bus, that is, you're given the opportunity if you cannot find a seat you hold on to something, don't you? And that is the gospel for us. We hold on to it. Who says that God doesn't know traffic jump or, or, or thing? Or, 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 or <laughs> congestion in, in, in our, uh, in our uh, 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 traveling system. We hang on to that. That is our only support that we need to stay on. So Paul was concerned that the Corinthians were failing now and they were, their faith was falling apart. They started well, but now they are falling apart. So he went and tried to remind them that you guys, the gospel is your platform, stand on it. It is from where you will be saved. Where we stand on. That is the truth of the gospel. So what is the evidence of this gospel? The evidence is this, Paul says. I have delivered to you the most important thing. The same message that the other apostle is doing, the same message that was preached to me, I am now delivering to you. The greatest of all, that Christ died for our sins in accordance to the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and made many appearances after that. So the first foundation that we should stand on is the scripture. Is the scripture. 
because all of the events that happened to Jesus were foretold thousands of years before by the prophets, and they put it down for us to see, to read. Everything that happens is according to God's plan. Everything that happens to you today, to, you, to me today, is according to God's plan. It's not a surprise that for the last two years we have been locked out. It's not a surprise that many of us have gone through COVID. It's not a surprise. So it should not be a surprise to us that God knows everything. Yes, it is hard to go through it, but he knows everything. Isaiah 53 tells us that Christ would die for the sins of many. Psalm 16 declares that the Holy One would not see decay. So your faith, my faith, should be rooted in the gospel. And we need to know this gospel very well, or the scripture especially. The scripture is from Genesis to Malachi. Read it. And everything is told for us there. Which speaks about the kingship of Jesus. How he would die for our sins and how he would be raised for our justification. The second foundation is the eyewitnesses. The eyewitnesses. There is no doubt Jesus died because there is eyewitnesses on that day. Some of them were disappointed, but they saw it. This is the gospel message. That changes everything. If you come and ask me, that do you know Eddie? And I said, yes, I do know Eddie. I knew him from this days. We have stayed here. This is how he is. You go and ask somebody else, do you know Eddie? Yes, I know Eddie. Oh, do you know Hubbard? Yes, I know Hubbard. And the connection is made. And then when Eddie comes to you or you go to him, you will know, yes, I know you. He's a genuine man because there's witnesses who said they have known him. And that is exactly what Paul is telling the Corinthians and he's telling us today that yes, the information about Jesus should change us. The resurrection has happened. People have seen it, and that is important information for us. But unfortunately, we today as Christians, we use Jesus as kind of a, an information point. We just go there and say, oh, yes, Jesus, the Son of God. Yeah, he did this. He was born in Bethlehem. Uh, <laughs> his mother and raised and blind and all those things. And that's it. But this information should supposed to cause something in our lives. Paul says that by this information you are able to see the grace of God in Acts 20, 24. And then you will be able to see the glory of Christ, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. So that you then begins to walk worthy of the gospel, Philippians 1, 27. So this is what we see Paul describing about himself. The same information 
change his life. The, ch- the same information should change our lives. So how does this change our lives? One, it needs to be, it demands humility. The gospel causes kind of come change in our lives. Like earthquake shakes things up. The gospel tells us that we have no life. We are walking dead. We have no real life. Our sins reaches up to the heavens. Now, if Paul is unworthy, then I believe all of us would say we are unworthy because we know about Paul. The gospel message demands humility. Demands humility. The gospel message should make us look into the mirror, if you go back home tonight, and see the wretchedness of your sins. It will not be seen in the, in the mirror itself, but you will know the mirror I talked about. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one, Romans 3.9. So, the gospel demands humility. The gospel demands a complete change of you. A complete change of you. Paul recognized this. He called himself that I was unfortunately born. Untimely bursts of me. And he considered himself as the least of the apostles. Not because Paul lacked the apostolic skills and authority, but because of his early days. He was the persecutors of the church. So he perceived himself as unfit to be even called to apostleship. But he turned and said, how amazed about the grace of God that God has extended to him and has affected his life so much. If the grace of God working in Paul, working in us, I think can make us work harder. Paul worked harder not because not because he's special. Paul worked harder in order to eradicate his previous image that he was a persecutor of the church. The Bible tells us wherever Paul went, people were afraid of Paul. They know, oh, 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 oh this is a dangerous man. Can we hear what he's saying? I think he's tricking us into believing. So Paul has to work so hard in order to improve, to prove that he is absolutely changed by the grace of God. By the grace of God, that is what I am. I am what I am. Paul emphasized that it was not himself, but this time it is the grace of God that is working in his life. It is by the grace that a radical transformation begins in our lives. His grace becomes a catalyst for change. Do you know one thing? The one thing that we have failed so much is this. 
that we Christians have become the laziest people on earth. Yeah. We've been lazy. We have been lazy about our faith. When was the last time you shared about your faith with somebody? When was the last time you invited somebody? Look, look, come, come. Come and see my faith. Come and experience it. Paul says, grace does not give us laziness. The grace of God makes us work harder. It makes us work harder. It makes us stay on our toes. See, we are not standing in the hope of the resurrection and not holding fast to the gospel message if we are not propelled to great effort in Christ. That is exactly what Jesus did when he washed his disciples' feet. Say, do you know what I'm doing? Said, a servant is not greater than his master. Now the master I've done this, washed your feet. Now go and do the same to those out there. And that's why we are so lazy, because we do not want to do the same. The gospel message of the resurrection changes everything about you, about me, about us. If it does not do so, that means, according to Paul, the message we have heard is in vain. As simple as that. All right, let me finish with this. But the question remains is this. Next slide. Has this gospel of the resurrection changed your life? Has it changed your life? Has it caused you to see the greatest need that you, you have and you humbly seek for God's grace? Because the gospel redirects our energy away from the ungodliness to the message of good news in which we should stand and by which we should be saved. So my brothers and sisters, last slide. What are you standing on? Have you truly believed and receive this gospel? Are you truly resting upon it? Is the grace of God working in your life? Can you see the transformation in who you are now and what you are doing? I leave you with those questions.